0: and welcome to the uh, new version of the Runner podcast. My name is Sean and I am by myself here, recording at least, for other people because I am out on the uh, uh, path here, paved path for a run and uh, just thought, you know what, let me record something and I will say right off the bat. Uh, This is no (laughs) Breakthrough format Uh, As a matter of fact It was greatly influenced by a podcast That I found a few months back Or last summer I think maybe By a guy named Krister Who I believe lives In Sweden I'm pretty sure he lives in Sweden But this is what he does Uh, He goes out And uh, runs And you just heard my watch probably (laughs) it's funny because you'll hear his all the time for his run-walk intervals. But uh, anyways, so to anybody who has listened to this show before, or to anyone who has just happened to find it, doing searches for podcasts, running podcasts, um, this show was something that I started a few years ago with a friend Jason. And uh, I think it lasted about a year and a half. About midway through the through the run of the podcast, we invited my friend Steven along on on the show. Uh, but since probably about nine months ago, maybe right now it's April. Of, I think it's April fourteenth, right now, twenty seventeen. I think the show kind of ended. Well, did end until now. Back in the I think August of twenty sixteen. So. Uh, I left the show, Uh, no hard feelings, just uh, I had some other things going on, which I'll talk about in a minute here, as well as Steven did, and you know, things just kind of sometimes come to an end, but I'm one of those people who like to try to document things, and the whole purpose of this podcast in the the beginning was to be not really... uh, well, it was to be a running journal, an audio running journal. That was the intentions of the show, to, from the beginning with Jason and I, to talk about where we were, like where we started, obviously, as runners, which was in the introduction episode, but just to record our growth as runners, as far as, uh, you know, our experiences and goals that we were setting and share those with anyone who wanted to listen. But also, as I said, I like to document and have something that I can go back to down the road, years down the road, or, you know, maybe my kids find it, or whatever. Or somebody finds it interesting to hear people talk about running, I guess. Um, so, uh, but since I said the show had ended, and I do another running podcast right now, which I kind of did in overlap, which was part of the reason for the show uh, my decision to end the show The Average Runner was there was a little bit of overlap and it was hard to separate conversation about the same thing on both podcasts so I decided to end The Average Runner and uh, continue doing the show that I'm doing now which is the Negative Splits podcast with Bill and his brother Glenn Zahn which again if you've listened to this podcast in the past you've (laughs) heard you would hear me mention them on episodes, uh, probably specifically St. Amelia's recap, 5K recap. Uh, and referring to them as the Zahn brothers. <laughs> so it's, or the Zidane brothers, sorry. But uh, so we have a show, the Negative Sliss Podcast, and it has grown way beyond I think any of our beliefs that it would so quickly. Uh, we've had, got a great base of listeners, supportive listeners, and uh, it's really taken off. So I really, uh, I really enjoy that. And that show pretty much is, uh, we, we, we have two different formats of episodes. One, which we call the splits episodes, where it's generally Bill, Glenn, and myself, maybe another buddy, local running buddy, that joins us, but generally the three of us, uh, shooting the breeze. Talking about our training, what's going on, maybe some silly topics, Uh, and then we have some interviews, and we have interviewed some amazing people in uh, the running world. A lot of ultra runners, uh, some marathoners, so and some real legends in the ultra world, and uh, just so many people. It's been. Absolutely wonderful, great experience. Uh, so, but anyways, leading back to this, I thought this would be kind of cool to just do this, record, and uh, have a little journal of what's been going on. So, right now I'm actually out on what I'm hoping to be a twenty miler. Uh, I am in a training cycle right now. It's been I've been a little confused on what my training cycle is for. Uh, I'll explain that in a minute, but uh, I am in a, I guess you'd say I'm in marathon training cycle right now. Uh, it is April. Today the weather is absolutely gorgeous here. Uh, this is Buffalo, New York, just outside Buffalo, New York. And uh, so it's nice to get out. I am lucky enough in the winter to have a treadmill to train on. And sometimes, to be honest, it's just easier to do it on the treadmill. Because I have to be home for whatever reason. Maybe the kids are home. My wife's out or something. So, And I've got one 20-miler in. On the treadmill so far in this cycle. And to be quite honest. I just couldn't stomach the thought of doing another 20-miler on the treadmill. Especially, I mean, it is like 45 degrees out. Blue skies. A little bit of clouds. Sun is up. Absolutely gorgeous. So, but I came out today, this morning, ready to do a 20, but not that set on it. Um, some of my recent longish runs have started out kind of miserable at times, or for whatever reason, I was tired, or I mean, as runners, you guys know, sometimes it's uh, it as glorious as you want it to be, as it is in your mind and I'm sure I know I've experienced that in races as well I tend to build them up in my head the way that I think I want them to be and then they don't turn out that way but when you get done with them for me it just makes it that much sweeter after it's done when you have to struggle through something and then accomplish and break through to the end Uh, even though it sucked, it's not, it ends up being great, so, but today, I had every intention this week to do a 20 miler, Uh, I think I had, I'm not sure, I think I had 24 miles this week going into today's one, so, um, admittedly, at the end of last week, I think I had 53 miles, and I was hoping to stay in the 50s, for the next few weeks until I taper anyways, but as we all know, sometimes life doesn't allow for what we want all the time, so you got to make adjustments. And so, earlier this week I had hoped to get this 20 in, but today I woke up and I thought, you know what, last couple have been kind of a struggle, and uh, so let's enjoy this, and that's what I'm doing. This is, um, I just hit my eight miles. I'm trying to uh, keep it at a steady, about an 8.25 pace, just uh, just nice and comfortable. So, a lot of times, too, on the end of my long runs, I love to finish uh, fast, which is, you know, I guess the term depends on who's saying it, but for me, a faster pace. I try to finish around somewhere between maybe 7.25, something like that um, after a long run. But today, I'm really hoping to control and just stay with this 8.25, 8.30 pace the entire run, uh, beginning to end. I mean, obviously I did start about a nine minute mile, so. But anyways, this is turning out to be a beautiful run so far. So I think the 20 is gonna happen, because right now I'm on an outback, so I'm already locked in for 16. Oh, so this should turn into 20 but uh anyway so I said I wasn't sure what I was training for well I'm signed up already registered for a trail marathon uh, I'm not sure the name of it the name I can't pronounce it all the time so i not even to try to but I'll put it in the show notes but it is at Letchworth State Park which is in New York more central New York um, It has been referred to, I guess if you go to website, the Grand Canyon of the East. Uh, Jesse River runs through it. It's just a beautiful place, beautiful. I've never ran there before, always wanted to. Uh, So the opportunity came up to sign up for this. uh, And so I did, not realizing I guess right away that it was a week before the Buffalo Marathon which I've talked about on this show twice Uh, so I kind of was in a dilemma and my wife uh, she's not a runner and she tolerates my obsession with it uh, which I thank her for and uh, she said we'll do them both (laughs) and to hear my wife say just doing both, um, and she's never. Oh, there's some turkey. Cool. Um, she, my wife has never told me, like, yeah, don't, don't do that, race. You know, but basically, you know, in a marriage, obviously, uh, it should be give and take on both sides. So I'll always say, Hey, do you mind if I do this or mind if I do that? Let's get her. And my wife is also an artist. And she does a lot of art shows starting in spring and taking her into winter she really only has a few months off in the winter christmas time where she's not so um that d- definitely has priority so that's another reason i'll say hey do you mind if i do this do you have a show that weekend?" so for her to say do them both i was like great in theory but to do double marathons back to back and one being a trail And the first one being a trail, which I know people say, oh, well the trail is so much easier on your body. And uh, I know Glenn on the negative splits has questioned that. Uh, And I think I've questioned it too off air. Uh, I think I can take a beating on the trail, so. But I guess from the constant pounding on the pavement, in the sense that you're running on maybe some packed needles or dirt, or whatever, but the terrain can be kind of rough too. Uh, so the thought of doing a trail marathon, then a marathon, and trying, cause you know, last year, I made a real good jump in my PR. My first Buffalo Marathon, my first marathon, I ran in 419, I believe. And uh, last year, 353. Uh, And I guess, you know, shit happens, but the weather was awful. (laughs) It was so hot. Uh, It affected most people, I think. But uh, anyways, so I thought it'd be nice to go back and see if I could better that PR. I felt like, I feel like I have closer to a 340 which to a non-runner would say, big deal, it's 13 minutes. minutes—but So as runners, we know that 13 minutes is huge. Um, you know, I made a huge jump about a 30 minute PR last year. Uh, but I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that my first marathon, I really didn't know how to train for it. So I was kind of going in You know, I was running, but I guess I'd say I was just going in off of what I naturally had, I guess. (laughs) Uh, The fitness and everything. Where last year, after meeting Bill and Glenn and becoming friends with them, and they're true uh, students of the game, they helped me out tremendously. And uh, so my training last year was really good. I felt great going in. And so, I'm kind of at that point right now where I'm feeling like I have a lot more to do. But now that I'm signed up for the trail marathon. So it's kind of throwing the curveball. And that also I have not even signed up for the Buffalo Marathon yet. So <laughs> uh, Registration's kind of running out. Time for that is running out. So who knows. So if I do end up signing up for the Buffalo Marathon. Uh, my plan is to <laughs> make a game-type decision. So I go into the trail marathon and run it conservatively, enjoy the experience, which anybody that knows me, uh, for me the show is it's not generally what I like to do at a race, I try to just push myself at every race. So to go in and just kind of enjoy the experience it would be something new for me <clears throat> but uh, but we'll see what happens either way I'm either gonna have two marathons to do and I will have to go into it for the experiences because that's just what I have to do gameplay wise to stay healthy uh, or I do one or the other and I just go all out as as hard as I can for either one so we'll see what happens either way I'm happy I have something to look forward to and uh, really my neither one of them are my my A race this year anyways Uh, I kind of split this year in half so I do have two A races but The A goal is different from each one. And if you do, listen to the negative splits. And if you don't, there's a link in the show notes. Check it out. It's it's a really fun show. I love doing it. But uh, I did run my... Well, I ran my first 50K last year, the Bristol Mountain Challenge, which we did did cover on this show and briefly on uh, negative splits. And we all took a DNF. And then back... In this past November, I ran the Mendon Ponds 50K, and I did complete it. And it would, I would say to this day, um, it's probably my best race so far, as far as sticking to what I said I was going to do going into it. Uh, you know, it, it, that's really what I considered it as a success because I stuck to what I said I was going to do to myself going into it, I stuck to it, nutrition, hydration, um, pacing, and I was very, very happy, and it ended up coming in quicker than I anticipated, so I'm happy with that, uh, you know, obviously Buffalo last year with the weather, um, it, it definitely messed up the time that I wanted, but looking back, I'm very happy with it, obviously right after I was I was very upset about it. I was, I was pissed off at Mother Nature for robbing me of what I thought was rightfully mine. Uh, obviously, I'm kidding about that right now, but I was very upset by it because I felt like I had more. I thought I had a better time in me, and I felt like because of the heat and the fact that we had been training in 30-degree weather leading up to it, you know, low 40s like this, if that... Probably not even as nice as it is today. And then the day of the Buffalo Marathon it was like 86 degrees and 90% humidity, crazy. It was, it was just like a tough, huge jump. But uh, so this year, as I was saying, I have to two kind of split in half. Bristol Mountain, I am doing again with the same crew guys, plus one. Uh, Bill is actually taking on his first ultra, so he's. I guess you could say he's potentially making the same mistake we did, in taking on Bristol Mountain as his first 50k ultra, but I think he's got a good head on what it is now by listening to us, uh, Glenn and I cry about it for a year now almost. Uh, we went in un- just completely unaware of what we were getting ourselves into. So, uh, and that's not an excuse truth. We were uh, kind of dumb about it. Just saw it and jumped. But So the Bristol Mountain Challenge, I need to finish that thing. Um, so we're all going in, taking care of what we need to take care of, and that's just finish that fucking race. Because it's been eating me up since last year that I didn't finish. For me personally, it's it's one thing if I were to have been completely exhausted physically knowing that I just didn't... I mean, each loop was damn near four hours. The elevation was over 12,000 feet. Uh, So, but I I actually came out of the first two loops feeling pretty goddamn good. And uh, my fear of heights and my fear, to be honest, just... Being out there alone again at that point uh, is what made me DNF. So I have a real big mental challenge. I mean, I'm not not to say, I mean, don't get me wrong. This thing is physically taxing and physically brutal of a course, but uh, I'm more. It's more the mental aspect for me. So I got to go in strong. I got to finish this thing. I want my kids to know that. You know what, sometimes you fail something. And it doesn't mean you gotta give up. You try again and hey, I might fail again this year. Who knows, I'm not trying to give myself an out at all. I don't want to. But I'm not, the, I guess I try not to, I don't want to be that parent and if you listening, here you are. Hey, everyone's parenting style is different. But I guess my wife and I, try to be real, you know, supportive of our kids, but realistic too. I mean, I can't say that if you put your mind to it, you can do anything. I just don't believe in that. I think you can put your mind to it and give a hell of an effort for something and have a great feeling of trying to accomplish something, but I'm just not, it's just not me. I don't believe in that, uh, depending on what it is. But, uh, so I may go back and fail, but I want my kids to know That just because I failed the first time, didn't mean I had to give up. So that's what I hope to accomplish at the Bristol Mountain Challenge. Finish it for me. And finish it for my kids to look back at someday. Um, So I have no delusion that I'll crank out. I mean, don't get wrong, I'm going to push and not only finish, but I'm going to try to finish freaking well if I can. I don't think there's a lot of people. There wasn't last year. There wasn't a lot of people who completed it, and I'm totally off pace now. <laughs> Slow down a little bit. But uh, I'm sure there'll probably be more this year. But hey, <laughs> to finish in the, t- in the top 50% of finishers, I don't love that at this place. But you know what? <laughs> as much as I don't like to be, I don't want to get beat by people, I'll even take me in last place just to finish. I just want to finish that thing. <laughs> but, uh, so that being said, my A race as far as like timing and finish position is the Mendon 50K again this year. It's a beautiful course. It's a, it's a loop course, which I wouldn't think I'd be a fan of. It's a 10K loop. So, you do five loops. It's all... There's some flat, but it's it's in the woods. Um, a single track and uh, some double track, but it's a lot. It's very hilly. Some of them, for a person like me, I have to power walk. I can't I can't run them up. The description for the uh, on the website is it's all runnable, and it is. Uh, if you, but I just it's not runnable for me. All of it. But this year, wasn't. I'm hoping that potentially this year it is or I can make up time on the ones that are runnable. I think there was like two of them, two hills in there. Maybe three, I'm not sure. There's at least two hills where I was like, yeah, I'm gonna power walk them, gain my composure, and then take off. So maybe this year my plan is to, uh, because of where I live, I'm gonna train on the treadmill for it. The elevation which I need to start doing after whatever marathon I choose to do for Bristol um, just to get the elevation training in but that's about all I can do because uh, where I do live there's there's nowhere to <laughs> close by to train for elevation so but that's about it uh, I want to crank that one out I finished 28th last year with the men in Ponds of Decay um, I don't know offhand how many people. I know it was more than 29, so (laughs) I was very happy with my finish. But uh, this year, the goal for that is to, uh, I think last year, I wanna say I finished in either 525 or 535, somewhere around there. It's hard to remember this stuff, especially when you're out and run. And I'm almost at my turnaround spot, so I will be hitting 20 today. Oh, wait a second. I'll be hitting 20. (laughs) Well. I'll be getting 21, because I'm at 10 and a half miles. <laughs> okay, um, anyways. Uh, so this year, my, my goal is to finish closer to like maybe 515, 510, and hopefully get in the top 20 finish overall. That would ideally be, a great day for me. But it is just such a beautiful race, I love it. Anyways, this was a long uh, long recording. But this is what I plan on doing with this this feed now. This is just gonna be me probably when I'm out on a run or, or whatever. Um, they may not be this long, it's kind of a catch up, but maybe they will, I don't know. Maybe nobody listens to it. I will have something to fall back on in a couple of years, see where I was at on this day. So uh, if you still had the feed, hey, thanks for listening, and uh, you can still drop me an email, theaveragerunnerpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I'm in the process of rebuilding a site. Uh, since I had ended the show originally last summer, I let the domain name expire because there was no sense in paying for a domain name to a podcast website it was no longer maintaining. But recently I thought, you know what? I want to do this. So um, I have to rebuild the site. But luckily, for a website that I absolutely love, internetarchive.org, uh, there is a, there's a thing called the Wayback Machine. You type in a, an old web page and usually you can find cache pages. So I'm able to copy and paste my old post. So I'm slowly in the process of rebuilding the Average Runner. Um, so that all the uh, old episodes are accessible there. I mean, I think most of them are on the archive because I used it as a backup anyways, but there was like, the last four weren't there. So I'm in the process of rebuilding it. Um, and then if you want to go there, there'll be a link to it, but I believe the website is, now it is uh, under my main domain, uh, throwbackreviews.com slash, I think it's The Average Runner. But again, there'll be a link. So, But this may fall on deaf ears. Nobody hears it, and that's fine, or you will. But if you do, I should be an email, the average runner podcast at gmail.com. And check out uh, some of my other stuff that I have going on. Running related. got you out the Negative Splits podcast. It's a really great show. I'm very proud of it. As Glenn and Bill are. We've made a lot of headway with that show. Um, Also, I do something with my wife now. It's called the Horrified Chicken Podcast. And uh, my wife is not a runner. That's not her thing. But she is an artist. And she's a huge fan of of, uh, the horror genre. So... I don't like horror movies generally, so long story short, we thought it would be fun to every Friday night when the kids go to bed, we watch a horror movie, we have a couple uh, beers that we, we pick out, and uh, have a couple of drinks, watch a movie, and as soon as it's over, we turn on the microphones, and we just kind of go over the movie again. We have fun with it. It's something, again, archived of my wife and I. You know having something to look forward to every Friday in this case it will be tonight Saturday because I knew I had to get up for this run early, so But uh, anyways, there will be like that. So okay, I'm done I'm gonna get back to just strictly focusing on my stride here And get home